If you're like me, you don't always have time to sit down and read news articles. And it would be great if someone could read it to you in like, you know, a natural human voice and not sound like a robot. Well, there's Newsly. Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles from the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. So you don't have to sit there and scroll. You just get to listen, and it's great as you drive down the road or, you know, you're doing chores or whatnot. They also have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from, well, over 40 countries. Guess what? Our podcast, The Better Utopia, it's on there too. Download and, the, download and use Newsly for free now from the website www.newsly.me or go to the link in the description. If you use the promo code UTOPIA, U-T-0-P-1-A, you can get one month free premium. That's one month free. Welcome to A Better Utopia Podcast. Normally, we would be doing a chapter in the story of Sergeant Uliam Dunn. However, during this time of year, whether it's holidays and such, we take a break from the story and uh, kind of do something a little different. Uh, today, I have a special treat for you. We have on the show Kendra Clum. Today, I have a bit of a special treat for you. We've got comedian Kendra Clump. Today, I have... Today, I have a bit of a special treat for you. On the show, we have Kendra Klump, a wonderful comedian, awesome person. It was great talking to her. It was like uh, meeting an old friend that you didn't know you had. And I had this like total plan of what questions I was going to ask her and totally forgot to like ask them because I had so much fun just sitting down and having a conversation. A uh, little warning on it, the audio is a little choppy, so my internet connection or something was going funky, so just bear with me. Luckily, you know, Kendra came through and, you know, those times that you can't really hear me very well, because it's, you know, for some reason it speeds up and I sound like a chickmunk or it cuts out. Kendra still says pretty funny, awesome stuff, so I didn't want to cut out a whole lot. Um, that being said, I did have to cut a few pieces out of the interview, which just, it broke my heart because they were hilarious, but my audio just totally messed it up. Anyways, just bear through. The audio does get better towards, um, after like the first 15 minutes. Anyways, um, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoy it. And without further ado, Kendra Clump. Stay tuned after the interview for a recap of what has gone on this season and a preview of the season finale. Okay, so hailing from Atlanta is an up-and-coming comedian who recently graduated from Clark, Atlanta University. If I can talk, she obtained her bachelor's in mass communications with consideration for radio, TV, and film. She plans on having her own radio slash TV show, whichever comes first. And let me tell you, after listening to our podcasts, it's going to happen. Welcome, 
to the Better Utopia Podcast. Hey, I appreciate it. I am glad that I'm here. Thank you for not thinking I was bot or spam and just deleting my message. I definitely appreciate that for giving me a chance. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh, I say, well, the key into promising me like 10,000 Spotify, you know, views. 500 five-star Apple ratings and then asking for, you know, money and stuff like that. So it's usually a good indication that you're not a spam. That is a good indication. The problem is the reason that we have those spams is because it keeps happening. People keep falling for it. How do you keep falling for that? That's what I'm trying to understand. How do, how do people, how do people keep falling for this? Like, it's just like, make it, make it make sense. Make it, make it make sense. I just, I don't, I don't understand that. I don't, I don't understand, you know, so, but Hey, you know what? That's why, again, you have a 4.0 GPA in high school. All right. You had a 4.0 GPA because you realized like early on what a scam is. I feel like your parents prepared you, you know, for life. I feel like they did. Well, appreciate the boost because other than the, the GPA street smarts, we'll, we'll go with that one. There it is. There it is. Let me find out. I used to shoot dice back in the day with Tupac. Anywho, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know what? With me being an independent woman, I think the thing is with me being also a comedian, because, you know, people don't realize, like, there are going to be some people like, oh, I didn't realize she was a comedian, so you haven't been laughing the entire episode. It's okay. Hope to all the ones who don't laugh at me. Hope you catch Charlie Horse. <laughs> back to the story. So with that, with that being said, with that being said, I... um. I pretty much had got to that point where I realized as a comedian, I think the type of man that I want, he has to be somebody of a caliber. And again, I'm, I'm just a little ratchet, just a little bit. Okay. So I want him to be of a caliber of, um, uh, of, of a, not a nice guy of, of like a kind of roughneck type dude, not the ones who put your hands on you because they just don't like fighting they just like fighting uh, uh, women or so. But no, just, just someone who, uh, I don't know, it's just like a little bit like rough around the edges in a sense. You know, just, just a little bit. Just just a little bit, you know. Exciting. Don't know, you know, they're like, like you I know, want, Batman I and Clark Kent. <laughs> well, because six. Um, this podcast now are going to be beating me like, hey, I'm rough around the. Prepare for your your end. Uh, we'll see. About six. Oh. Okay, and that's that's fine. Well, let me tell to all sixteen of you people. Okay, I'm just going to let you know. I live in Atlanta. I'm born and raised out here in Atlanta. Okay, born and raised out here in Atlanta, and I am, uh, you know, I like a man with money. I'm sorry, but not sorry. And I've been having this discussion apparently with a few broke men because they're trying to debate with me. Like, so what do you bring to the table, sir? I am the table. What do you What do you mean? Okay, you're the one who came after me. Do not sit here and be like, what do you bring to the table if, if I'm going to give you my money? Sir, your name and your, and your Facebook handle is still the plug. You're telling me you're a drug dealer. Like, 
I, I, like you can't so you what you to become a drug dealer for i thought it was so you can have the women the cars the, the fly lifestyle that these rappers promote that promote and you want to be dumb enough to follow it right so what's the purpose oh man it's like it's, it's money don't buy happiness oh bs i'd rather cry in dubai than than detroit okay let's just keep it real okay let's just keep it all the way real <laughs> but it's but you know what but you know what the thing about it is, is that the problem, a lot of people like with these demands, like with me, you know, being a comedian, me trying to go after this dream and, and trying to make it, it's, it's like, I just, it, it gets hard. Like when it comes to the dating aspect, and I think prior we were, you know, a little bit, we were talking about, you know, the truck drivers, because since you said, um, yeah, you know a lot about that industry and everything else like that. And having one man and also guys to all 16 of you um i need you to be single single okay i don't need you to be mad at her single she's in jail currently single okay <laughs> she didn't tell you i happy birthday single okay or whatever other mess that you want to call a single because i'm going to keep it real i'll be like are you in a relationship with someone or does somebody think that they're in a relationship with you those are two totally different questions okay <laughs> remember that those are two to so like i said i had this i had this one guy who was a truck driver i you know got a chance to jump on his podcast and we were i didn't know we were doing a pre-interview or actually the podcast so i sent him an email said hey i am uh just getting out of the shower i should be ready in about five minutes he said okay coolio talk to you soon i thought he was gonna just keep it together but again some of these men don't have the self-control that's why i just wake up in the morning and see uh uh, uh you know uh, a, a penis just just in my dm saying hello instead of good morning instead of the person saying good morning i'm like sir can you at least ask me how my day is going? How do you know, not know I'm not ready to jump off the roof and looking at this uncooked chicken leg is making me want to go jump it off? Just saying. Like, well, like you just... What's crazy, too, is that doesn't even work on my wife, and she actually loves me. So, I mean, come on, people. <laughs> you know what? I think it is. I think what it is is, right, men who do that, they have no respect for themselves nor do they have respect for for the women. That thing, because we live in such an overly sexualized world, they feel like that type of behavior is okay, you know. Right. And and with that being said, like you have to, this is where a proper home training comes in. Like you 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 have sons or daughters. What what's what's the genders of your children? I have four girls. That's why currently my hairline is as far back as it is. Now I was going to say, you know, that's, that really is called the player's curse. Let me find out you was a player back in the day. You said you got that's those That's the problem. Sports. I wasn't. I wasn't a player. <laughs> Lord, what did I do wrong? Like, what am I being punished for? I can't. I love my girls, but. Girl, you know what the thing with women, girls, um, do you have any teenagers or are they all in elementary school oh, or middle school? My oldest is now 14 and becoming a teenager. I love her to death, but so I come back. Oh man. So that's <laughs> actually, so I used to drive truck and I used to go up to the coast a lot. And so I was gone home from a while and me and my wife kind of talked about stuff and about me getting a local job. And I honestly, I had to because otherwise I was going to come home and my children were going to be drowned in a bathtub. I'm joking. She wouldn't ever actually, <laughs> but it was getting to that point. And now she went and, uh, cause my wife used to be a stay at home mom. Now she's working. She's doing awesome things in the workforce. Mm -hmm. But I tell you what, I'm about to drown my children in the bathtub. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Only 
only parents can really only say F those kids. Like only parents can say that because it's like a universal language, you know, amongst parents that you can only say that, you know, but, and, and like, that's the thing about that. Like to me, I just, um, I, I, for one, I have this thing where, where I feel for you all. Like, that's why I said, man, you gotta, I, 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 I think like whenever you see, like, let's say you are with the girls yourself, it's just you, you know, you, you took, you told your wife to go ahead and enjoy the spa day on you or whatever. And you have your daughters within your, you know, you guys are all together. You're, let's say you're at lunch. I hope somebody just pays for your meal just because, because it's like, as a parent, it's a lot of work, you know, and I was going to say something about the truck driver. What happened with the truck driver was, and he's married with, I think, a kid or two. And wow. um, he sent me after we after we finished after we finished recording, he sent me an email and said, hey, so uh, just to let you know, uh, when you had said that you just got out of the shower, I just want to let you know my mind was kind of wandering, uh, you know, because wow. I'm still a man. I just, I just wanted to inform you. And I'm like. If you wanted to inform me, you could inform me with some money. Hey, check your cash app. That's what you can inform me with. I don't, I don't, I don't give a, I don't give a, a freak about. I, I was uh, on your mind, and now, like, do not, you know. And then the worst, the, my worst fear is like having another man say my name in like one of his dreams in front, of, like when he's in bed with another woman or something like that. Like that's his wife. It's like, well, who the f is Kendra? And now it's like, now, like, I got this whole, like, she's in my DM. My husband was dreaming about you. And I'm like, lady, I didn't do nothing with your husband. We did a podcast. You know what? The podcast episode is a race. You know, I'm going to try to sue you for that. I'm like, like, but you know, women, some women will do that. But I think the thing about it is when he told me that, I was like, okay, so is this like him saying that he has a fantasy with, with de- dealing with, you know, having black, uh, a black woman? Because he's, he's a white guy. And, you know, he said, so I wasn't sure if this was like some type of fantasy that he had. You know, he wanted a chocolate squirt. Sw- swirl or something like that <laughs> and and so i was like I, and i asked him i said so are, it's like what's what's going on i mean you ever been with, with a black woman he's like no but I, I always wanted to and i'm like okay well keep trying maybe you'll find the hookers no 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 lot lizards maybe you're gonna there find you those go. lot lizards now you got the, the road, okay? <laughs> <laughs> there are some there are some black lot lizards out there i'm sure you know whatever it might be but with that with all that being said I think the fact of the matter is a lot of men and, and I'm going to keep it real with you. Cause I can be, you know, we're family. I can be open and vulnerable with you. And I want all the exactly. other listeners to, to, to understand what I go through. The problem that I have now is like at my age and I'm halfway to 30 at my age, I have become bitter with men. Right. And I didn't think I would ever get to this point because I know not every man is bad. I know this. But dating in this day and age is like trying to find a needle in the haystack. Dating properly in this day and age. Because a lot of people are immature. A lot of people do not really know what they want in life. A lot of people are just, you know, sexual creatures and all that other type of stuff. And a lot of men will sit here and waste my time, right? I have had so many men. I'm at the point now where if you try to holler at me and I go look at your page and you are in a relationship and I see the woman, you're to tag the pictures and all that type of stuff. What I am doing is I'm going to get as much information as I can out of you where you're snitching on yourself. I'm going to screenshot it and I'm going to send it over to her. Now, <laughs> I know you might think, well, Kendra, that's like freaking crazy. You're right, that is. But brother- oh, Oh, no, I'm, I'm egging you on. I'm going, you need to what? do that and more. And just, I, I mean, like, like some, you know, flaming dog poo on his door. There's like, online things, like, you know, you can get the glitter bomb, I guess, at least. But, you know, honestly, that's the thing with like today's society. 
people have become, I don't know, um, serving than they are, like, you know, honor and, um, well, at least for, for me, for what being a man is, is ha- the masculine side of things is being a good dad, being a good husband, being chivalrous, being, you know, the protector versus nowadays it's like, you know, it's who, you know, who can you get to notch on your bedpost type things, stuff like that, that just, mm-hmm. honestly, I think it's just, it's really kind of put us down into this hole of things where, um, you know, we see a lot of the problems that are going on is a result of men not stepping up, men not stepping up and being fathers or being good husbands or being, you know, good sons or uh, even just productive members of society. So I totally, I, I understand. And that's one thing I told my wife to divorce me on again because it's scary out there. So I'm probably just going to get like a couple dogs, maybe go live in a trailer mm-hmm. off some land somewhere, grow a beard, mm-hmm. become a hermit. But you know that that's my so off. That, currently have a beard right now. You don't you, you don't have a beard right now. Well, you know. It, so when I grow one, I look like I have like. So it doesn't really work for me now. But I'm hoping you know as I progress into the hermit life, it's kind of like you know you you earn certain things. So maybe I'll earn the nice hermit beard. That or I'll just look really weird. One of the two. I'm betting on the latter though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, hey, you know what? Well, let me ask you: Have you ever had a beard that was so long you were able to braid it and put barrettes on it? Oh no! Oh, Honestly, I can grow a really good goatee. Okay. Like when it comes to like the beard, it... I got in a fight with a pair of scissors because it grows in all patchy. It just it it doesn't look right. I I don't know what it is because I mean my dad can wait, grow so, a really great wait, beard. Wait. Wait, are you so? Do you look like Robin Williams from Jumanji? Do you remember that scene <laughs> where he? That's what you. Look I like. would take that beard. I could grow that beard. Okay. Okay. Glued some carpet to my face. It doesn't, it doesn't even look good. good. So you know, well, you know, I'm just gonna have to be good to her at this point. That's that's my only option because the hermit life. Clearly, I can't grow the beard, so it's not gonna work. You know what? And you know what I learned as well. Sometimes, and I and I do hope and pray that you guys are together for the next hundred years, or you know, whenever you know one of you all expires or so. Which is like I said, until infinity and beyond. I hope you guys are with each other, you know, to infinity and beyond. But one thing I realize is is that I try for me personally. I think some people get so complacent in whatever they're in, whether it be a job, relationship, their home, whatever, they're afraid of change. And so this is another reason why I believe you have so many uh, people out there. Cause I don't want to just target on men. Cause you have women out there who step out as well. You have so many people out there who will stay in an unhealthy uh, situation because of, of, of fear you know this is why I, I think like some men like you know they say well i'm in love with this woman even though she doesn't satisfy my needs i'm in love with her you know and i and and, and i'm like but what is the purpose i was talking to uh when i did stand up yesterday i was talking to a comedian who says that she has an open marriage and they both have agreed on that because they both cheat on each other but they said listen we're gonna cheat on each other but make sure you wear protection and i'm like hmm wow so what's the point of <laughs> You know what? I mean, that was my next question, but it was like two thirty in the morning, and I said I'm gonna go to bed. And I'm like, <laughs> why am I out that was probably a wide. 
I mean, but I, I just, I don't know. I'm just going to keep it. And maybe this is another reason why I won't successfully be in a, in a relationship uh, anytime soon. And I'm going to keep it real with you. You know that movie 40-Year-Old Virgin, right? I, I, I think I'm I might be the 40 year old virgin like and people like Kendra ain't no way you're gonna be still 40 in a virgin like somebody go had to tap that no people I'm telling you man so guys let me let me give it all right to all 16 of you listeners because by the time this airs out you're gonna have 600 listeners okay all right optimistic optimistic to all 600 of you listeners out there to the men a lot of y'all will talk y'all selves out of having a good time with the woman Okay, certain things y'all do. I am so I am so at the end of like I am so I don't even know if it's petty, but my my mind is so like it's just a principle you knew better. I will literally stop talking to a guy if he does not ask me if I made it home safely. Okay, like like it's little stuff like that. If you didn't ask me how my day was today, oh, we're not doing nothing at all. Okay. You thought you made to 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 hit a home run, but you barely at first base. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, and, and that's where that whole protector thing comes in. You know, it's like, okay, if you're going to, you obviously, you're looking for a man. You're not looking for, you know, a little brother or something along the lines of that. You want someone who cares and someone who goes out there and goes, hey, you know, did you make it home safe? Or, hey, how was your day? Or something along those lines. I mean, honestly, I don't quite understand where, you know, how guys nowadays can be. So, well, I guess the best way to put it would be spineless in the sense of, you know, it's like, oh, okay, you know, it's almost as if, ah, almost as if you've, you've kind of lost your manhood and you're still stuck in an adolescent state of being like a kid, like, oh, you just expect right, right. like your mom or something. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird world we do find ourselves in and it is not, I not something that, man, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm so glad I'm married to my wife because I could not imagine going into the dating force. And I can't imagine on the other side of things being a woman going into the dating force. Yeah, it's, it just, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, with the way things are going nowadays, too, and how crazy people are, I mean, you turn on the news and something crazy is always happening. So, I mean, people are losing their minds, let alone the quality of the person they, are already so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and you know what i think i think it is as well like i was having this this is going to be a discussion i'm going to talk about with my podcast tomorrow where you had said earlier like probably about five ten minutes back you said good for you for sitting here and telling on these men i had this one woman who uh, used to be a former police officer in chicago and memphis and um she was saying that what you're doing is playing a dangerous game because there are some women i had another one who said there are some women out here who will sit here and either a uh some people don't care that's why they don't tell women like some women do not care that their man is full of crap they will sit here and try to fight you over their man that and they know for a fact they're full of crap and then somebody said whatever you can if you ruin that man's life he can come and ruin yours he can like kill you and send people and hire people to kill you. Like I have worked around these type of people. And I'm thinking to myself, that is true. Cause there are some mentally unstable folks. Why do you think that there are so many people like people will sit here and, and, and shoot you over a parking space? Come on. Oh, now. Yeah. Like, well, like, and with the last couple of years, everyone being locked up, that's exasperated things. I mean, people are even more crazy now than before. Like the other day, my wife was driving. Okay. And she had this guy tailgating her and I love my wife. 
tire. So she's like, you know, I'm not going to put up with your crap. And so she starts slowing down and goes like 10 under the speed limit. And she comes to this roundabout and she, you know, mm-hmm. proceeds through. There's no cards. Well, the guy goes the opposite direction, about hits her and goes. And I mean, people are just, they're losing Wait, their mind. what? Yeah. Yeah. What? He about, if she had not hit the brakes when she did, she would have totally T-boned the guy. It was crazy. And I was like, and she was like, I can't believe that guy, you know. Me, I'm, I'm more of the calm-headed person in the relationship. I was like, you know, let's next time you'll probably want to give this guy, you know, the benefit of the doubt because nowadays you don't know what if that dude's carrying a gun. If she would have T-boned him, what he would have done, you know. Obviously, he was a freaking loose cannon. So, I mean, it's it, it, just how crazy people are nowadays. I don't – I make sure not to have road rage like road rants i'm not gonna sit here and follow nobody they ran me off the road i saw this um thing on a tiktok where this guy says this is what we're gonna do from now on somebody some somebody cuts you off call 911 and report there's a drunk driver get their license plate i'm like why we why even do that yeah that's not that to me but people will do that as well like i'm telling you know what and 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 the fact of the matter even with that guy one day he's gonna be his match you don't sit here and yeah and, and ride nobody like you can like you can you know break check them and then you know they run to the back of you now you got the you know got to call the police and and but here's what's gonna happen your car is messed up your car is totaled and you're waiting months on end right. to get a new a check a new car is it really worth that? They do. I think the insurance companies. I do. I believe they do that on purpose because they realize there are some people out there who will real deal just keep on making the insurance company like pay for it. You yeah. know. And then on top of that, I think what they do. Do they raise your insurance as well? They do. They'll kick they, it up. They'll raise even your if insur- it's not your fault. Even if it's not your fault. And so, like I said, like you know, and my mother. She said the worst car accident, and I remember, you know, she had told me like she saw her life flash for her eyes. The girl, the girl wasn't wearing, didn't have a license or anything. Was was texting on her phone. This was like before they had the texting laws out, but she like was not wearing her seatbelt, or or she had her seatbelt on, but she had no license, and she, you know, um, had hit my mom, ran a, ran a light, had hit my mother, and um my mom's car was totaled out right nothing ever happened to that at all nothing ever happened at all to that girl but my mom had to be the one where we were suffering without a car like she used my sister gave her uh her car but still we were pretty much suffering without a car like we took a major loss and it's like our car was totaled the girl was in the wrong and nothing ever happened so like i said for me personally what i do is I get over, I don't, I'm not going to break check you. You know, I'm going to let you just go around me. I'm going to pull over to the side, let you go around me since you, you more in a hurry than I am. Because like yeah. I said, I know people could be like that, but as far as with, um, and that's the thing, I hate that fear. Fear makes people, like I said, going back to the fear thing, people, yeah. it makes people not want to do what, you know, stand up for what's right. The whole no snitching. No, sometimes you need to snitch. There's a difference between minding your business and snitching. And when you have these men and these women 
uh, who are being unfaithful in your DMs. And I, I'm going to keep it real with you. Like, even though I am a God-fearing woman, sometimes I wish that God would allow me to do voodoo on people. So you can just <laughs> know the first time. Do not do that. But I know once you open up that can, that portal of demons, you're going to like, you're going to have some demons that are going to just keep following you. And you're like, bro, okay, playtime's over. Cut. Can you go back to hell where you came from? Okay. Well, just if you do start doing that, I do have a few names I can send to you. You just let me know. I'll pray for you afterwards. We'll get the demons out of there. You know what? I'm going to keep it real with you. Like, I, I... I can't always have this conversation with people, especially talking about demons. Cause some people don't believe me. And some people, they get so like spooked out. And I'm like, guys, like I've had three different attacks that happened to me. And, and, and thankfully I, I'm good now. I think I, rem and I remember them all vividly. Right. And I even told my, cause I grew up in an evangelistic household where yeah. we had to go to church like three times a week. And so with all that being said, with all that being said, like, you know, everything was, of course, everything was a sin and, you know, seeing people like just fall out, you know, on the ground and everything else like that. And then they started doing the, the praise dance and all that right. type of stuff. And church is like three hours long. And, you know, I went to, you know, I, I like, have you ever, let me ask you something. Have you ever been like to a black church before, like at all? Actually, um, um, when no. I was down for boot camp, when I was uh, active in the army, I actually had okay, uh, got yourself? to go to. Yeah. So what I was actually down there at Fort Benning, which isn't too far from you guys. And um, so I got to go to one. Um, but this one was a little more reserved. So I didn't get to see all of that. But um, the pastor, man, he was on fire. Like he, the preaching, like you were not going to fall asleep. And that's that, you know, that powerful, real loud real just the message deep you know preaching which i i, I actually enjoyed a, quite a bit oh okay so did, did you did you uh did they feed you afterwards um they would have the problem was is i had to take back off for some more training like they were like you have this much time to you know go to church and it's so what type of crap is that I, like so they're well, you know, you on, on praising the lord what well i was place? able to praise the lord it was just that you you get back here in time for you know uh for our our horrible food will feed you okay, so now what happened i remember this one particular day i remember this was like 2018 no 2017 2016 2017 yeah. i remember it was like in november it was like 10 10 30 in the morning and i was at this point in my life i was house hopping you know which is why i'm trying to 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 do all of these different podcasts so i can get my name out there and so i can get out of the section eight neighborhood so if you hear some gunshots in the background don't mind it you know they're just celebrating that i am on another podcast <laughs> <laughs> so so i you know my goal like i said that's why i'm striving so hard to try to make you know my life happen but this particular time when i was house hopping i was staying at this person's home where it was like the uh, two people who were in the house, they were full of God, like worship God all the time and everything else like that. And then you had four people who were like devil worshipers in a sense, <laughs> you know? Whoa. So it really kind of wow. like, like, I felt bad outweighed the good in a sense, you know, my, and I'll say the yeah. fourth or was three and a half years. The daughter who was four, she was kind of trained into that lifestyle, but she was still a oh, child, which man. is why I feel like it's important. I feel like I liked her. She was, you know, she didn't seem, she seemed very 
very reserved. She seemed very much uh, like a very good kid. I, I, you know, and let me say something about kids. Kids have a lot of energy, man. That's why you try to give them two or three so they can all run around in a circle with each other. I'm I'm tired, man. She tired me out out after five minutes. I'm like, bro, I can't do this no more. So with that being said, I, I remember um i was just laying down it was like 10 30 in the morning and um uh in the room that i was sleeping in like the blind protectors like so the sun won't come in like really thick you know blinds were blocking the sun so you would think it was probably still six o'clock in the morning but i just remember i'm laying on my side and i feel something like sucking on my neck my little hot spot i said wait oh shoot amanda been up in this house and i thought to myself i said wait Ain't nobody up in here. And I I had to to scream. I had to scream Jesus and it went away. Right. And I told the guy, I told the guy who actually is like a medium. Okay. I told him about what happened. And he said, go out in the sunlight and the sun will restore your, your life and stuff. Cause he said, it was like an incubus succubus which is a sexual demon it took your it took your strength away so i went out in the sunlight whenever i told people this they just all started laughing like kendra if you get your if you get your life zapped away i'm pretty sure the sun ain't gonna restore you (laughs) (laughs) next time i will say six seven months later i moved out of this house we moved to a different home and um i remember it was like 10 something in the morning again i think it was on a thursday okay tuesday or thursday and i just remember i'm laying on my side and i hear this woman screaming in my left ear i don't know what she said but i just remember she was screaming for like 30 seconds something and i just remember screaming jesus and the sound and she went away right and then you know i told my i told my mother and she's like kendra what you want me to do about that? I'm like, mom, I'm coming to you. You're a prayer warrior. Mother, I think she'd be burnt out on my prayer request. She's like, go to God yourself. I said, mom, God has me on do not disturb. And <laughs> the final, the final time I remember this was like a year and a half back, going on two years back. I was laying. Um, I have a cat, the one that flies that people says meow. She's three years old, and her name is Tony. I remember I was laying uh in the living room on the couch, and what happens? Have you ever had cats before? Uh, my children unfortunately love cats, so we have a cat. Yes. So you said unfortunately. So what? What is your, <laughs> what is your issue with cats? Why don't you too too much care about cats? I'm just a dog person. I mean, yeah, there's I mean, some cool cats, you know. And this cat, he's a good cat. He lets my children, you know, mess with him, so I can't complain too much about him. But you know, me and him are cool, you know. But not we're more like acquaintances than like <laughs> friends, you know, like. When you go to work and you like see that guy that you're like, eh, you know, I don't have anything in common with him, but you still say hi. That, that, that's kind of the me and the cat's relationship. Do you, do, so. you pet, do you pet him on his head or scratch him under his chin or he doesn't get that far with you? Um, so I well, at first it was like I wasn't allowed to touch him because he'd, you know, flip his lid. But then he kind of was like, okay, <laughs> I guess right. you're fine. And then, head. like, I could pet him. Like, he wasn't, like, you know, wouldn't, like, bite the crap out of my hand or anything. He would just run off. Now it's kind of like you pet him, and he's like, okay, you know, I'll tolerate you. I guess you you give me food once in a while kind of thing. So, I mean, we're cool. We're, we're acquaintances that live in the same house. So Okay, does he ever come in your room and just stare at you and walk out? Uh, no. But see, and it's really, I guess, 
my cat prejudice, as you would say, didn't really come from him. It's mm-hmm. that we had a cat or I had a cat a long time ago and I was like dead asleep. And all of a sudden I woke up and there's this warm, wet feeling on my arm and the cat was taking a leak on me. Oh. And that's probably where the cat hatred kind of started right there. I was like, huh, I'm not a cat person. Huh. Cats that's nice time. to find out at one in the morning. That yeah, cats will um they the cats are are horrible creatures and that's why I'm waiting for her expiration date. She Google says she has 17 years <laughs> left. Um, but no, what happened? I remember what happens with this light, you know. And I play with Tony a lot, so I think we have. And I've been playing with her since she was a kitten. I got her at two months old, and so I I we have grown this really really great bond with each other. And right. so uh, what it is is that what happened was i remember i was laying down on the couch and what she does is whenever she sees me laying down um she likes to jump on top and like lay between my legs so she was laying on my legs and i remember i was taking a nap and like 10 15 minutes later i felt something on sitting on my chest i didn't want to open my eyes because i felt like it was gonna be like you know some big old like like buddha you know like the buddha like like the big big guy with the stomach and it has like yeah (laughs) (laughs) i imagine this thing looking at me (laughs) it was daytime it was during the day like one o'clock in the afternoon i'm glad it wasn't 10 again so it was during the daytime (laughs) just sitting on my chest and I could not breathe. And I knew that wasn't a cat. And I had to say in my head, Jesus, as soon as I said Jesus, it went away. And I said, Amen. okay. And that's the last time. And hold on, let me, I knocked on wood. Yeah. Last and final time that's happened and everything. But, you know, and I kept trying to figure out, I'm like, I wonder what that was about. And I spoke to somebody and said, well, Kendra, you know, demons, they, they've been on this earth for like thousands of millions of years. They're just, they're just coming to bother people. That's the nightmares. They're just coming to bother people. And I'm like, can't they bother evil people? I'm a good person, right. dog, on it. I listen, I, I see, touch the crackheads. <laughs> well, but see, the thing is, is that's you've got when you're following after Christ and you've got you've got that target on them. Because you know, why why go bother, you know, the bad people? They've already got them under their thumb. They just, you know, the only kind of power that demons can have over those of us that, you know, are followers mm-hmm. is to fear make us fear. Because and then that's giving them the power is when you fear after them. And the fact that you're able to call upon, you know, the name of Christ and it goes just shows the fact of how much, you know, A, there's such power in that name Mm -hmm. and B, the fact that, um, you know, he is there for us regardless of, you know, where we're at in life or what's going on in life that he he's just like, you know what? You're my child. I got you just like a. You know, when my kids, even though they may drive me nuts and I love them to death, the soon, you know, the moment someone's crying, I'm dropping everything to come figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Hey, and let me let me ask you this question. Um, when did you know God was real for yourself? Not what the church taught you, not what maybe, you know, an elder said to you. When did you have that realization? So. For me, like, you know, I grew up in a Christian household as well. Um But for me, it kind of came at uh, and, you know, I'd seen things in church and I kind of had the similar upbringing of um, I grew up Pentecostal. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I watched the what they call the holy rollers and stuff like that. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and so when you're a little kid, you kind of wonder, okay, is this real? What's kind of going on? But for me, it was about the age of 10 
when I just really started experiencing, um, I went to this, uh, they call it like Royal Rangers. It's like the churchy version of Boy Scouts, which is, you know, already supposed to be kind of churchy in the, in a sense. But anyways, we we're at this retreat and, um, <clears throat> I barely remember the message, but I remember just like praying. And then all of a sudden like this, you know, the Holy roller stuff or whatever you want to call it kind of started happening where, you know, like I knew it wasn't me because a, I don't like being embarrassed. I don't like doing things that are embarrassing. And then all of a sudden I'm crying and weeping and, you know, praying and stuff. And that's all embarrassing things for me. But at that point, I just didn't care because of, you know, um, the love of God, just all of a sudden it was like, um, Oh, I mean, it's weight, but it's like, on you mm-hmm. and so it just kind of mm-hmm. washes over you so that was kind of my first like man this stuff's real it's not just you know some you know fairy tale like santa claus or the easter bunny or stuff like that like this is legit stuff and and you also have a biblical name and i and i noticed that and i thought that was pretty um pretty cool as well and you know what i always had this joke i said man how come i, I done met some sometimes i done met some people who like who had biblical names and some of them were some of the most like the worst people ever i'm like bro how'd you get robbed by abraham what in the world is that like there was you should guy... have been named judas or you know goliath exactly. or something exactly like I, I came across this one guy named mark and i remember i used to get excited to come to work because he was eye candy at my job we worked together and i'm like yes finally i get a reason to come to work mark was stealing and i'm like bro and you know yeah and that you know what's so crazy i've come across people i've come across people who actually are um uh who who have these biblical names and they have no belief in god and i think think makes me think about the scripture train up the child in the way that they should go when they get old they shall not depart but i think about you know how is that scripture reign true but you still have people who and i've asked this question a few times and i'm like you still have people who still do what they want they say well kendra god gives us all free will that's what it comes at the end of the day so you can train your child in the way that they should go but at the end of the day it's up to them if they want to follow and abide by that you know well and you know and and the other promise of it too is sometimes they do go away sometimes they're that that prodigal like to be honest, so um, I kind of turned away from my faith at a certain point. So I was actually, you know, there's it's a big, long story. I'll tell it in a nutshell. But I um, was trying to become a pastor and, you know, things fell through. I was actually previously married. Um, that fell apart, all this stuff. So I kind of was like, you know, God, I've tried your way. I'm going to do my way kind of thing. But the pro- the problem was, is I had a mom and a dad and grandparents and all these people who you know just prayed constantly and not only that but everything that i've experienced with god and everything that it wasn't like you know god i I don't believe in you because i knew he was real but it was i'm going to do my own thing the fact that all that stuff that had happened before and everything that my father and my mother and pastors and youth leaders had taught me kept resonating in my mind and i remember i'd start having like you know, panic attacks and these things where, um, you know, stuff I'd never experienced because, you know, growing up in church and stuff, I never had panic attacks. I always leaned on God for everything. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm leaning on myself and man, it is not a fun ordeal. And um, I just remember like, this is miserable. I need to just kind of, I need to get back to, you know, following after God, like I, I was versus, you know, what I was doing, what I was living at the time. No, and that's and that's and I'm I'm I 
thank you for your transparency and everything else like that. You know, um, I, I, I really, I don't know, like, I, I would love to be, you know, I thought about being a minister as well. I just don't want to be one of those ministers where it's, it's, you know, you have the ministers who do like, who are part of the infidelity scam, you know, yeah. uh, scams. And, you know, you have the ministers, there's this person on, on Instagram named the cussing pastor. And I'm like, okay, like, right. As, I mean, I understand. Or, or, or Joel Osteen, who's like the plumber comes in and there's all these bags of cash you in the wall. Like, oh, I didn't know how that got there. He actually only got get to like ten, twenty thousand dollars. Really? And I'm like, bro, you should just kept your mouth. I'm like, God, you be blessing <laughs> the wrong people. It's bullcrap. <laughs> that plumber like, should have been like, man, this is just a blessing from the Lord. I was working on this pastor's house. All this money was here. I felt it was the Lord saying, Here you go. Let me let me ask you something. And, and again, I think I think this is a great, you know, and I, I got like really 10 minutes left and I got to go to another podcast. I think we got to do, ah, no do we got to do, definitely do a part two. And I want you to come on my podcast. At some oh, point. I would more than love to, you know, um, but let me let me say this. Right. I always let me have you ever asked God, you know, during the times where you were finding him, you came back, you, you know, you got lost, you came back and everything. Have you ever came across that point where you did stumble upon you know, or thought you were going to stumble upon a lot of money. Did he ever lead you to the winning lottery ticket? Or it's like, or does that only happen to people who just like, <laughs> I guess a better <laughs> chance than we do. Have, have you ever had that happen to you? You know, I haven't yet. I mean, honestly, so um, my father-in-law, who's a really awesome man of God, said that, you know, the Lord was going to bless us financially. And I was like, sweet. You know, I'm going to get like a raise at work or, you know, stumble across the winning lottery ticket. And then my wife got this job. And I mean, so she's uh, just a little background. She's a um, the lead server at a restaurant. And she, like I said, hadn't been in the workforce for about seven years and then <clears throat> joins up, had never you know, been a waitress before. Now she's already been promoted in like three months to this lead server position. And. I love her to death, but sometimes I get really ticked off because in three days she makes more than what I do. And I'm not getting paid dirt <laughs> cheap either. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> so, you know, God, God blessed me in that way through my wife, which is really awesome. And she's amazing hard worker. And um, anyways, you know, so God, he does, but sometimes it's just not the way we expect it. And the other thing too, is, you know, maybe the reason why I'm not like a billionaire it's because it would all go to my head or something. So maybe God's just protecting me by not letting me be, you know, the guy on the yacht or something. Who knows? Well, that's 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 good. I'm glad you think about it like that. Um, I'm glad that you are. Uh, you you have that mentality, that mindset, and that maturity that comes from maturity as well. So look look at you, man. You 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 doing it. You're doing it. I love that. I, I just want to say something. If my wife is listening, please re-listen to this part about being, me being mature, just so you now know it is firm. <laughs> How'd you, I want, I want to um, ask you, you know, a few more questions before we, you know, go ahead and end it or so. How did you guys meet each other and, and how did you typically, like, how did you propose and stuff and what type of wedding did you guys have? Oh man. So I'm okay. So a little dirty secret. I am probably the least romantic person ever. Mm -hmm. And I am so know that I am out of my league with my wife. However, <laughs> that being said, so we, uh, 
we actually did the whole online thing. And the funny thing was we were actually going to the same church. Our paths just didn't cross. And then, you know, we went on our first date and I, I know we're running short on time. So I'll try to like condense this down. No, go ahead. I got so, like eight minutes left. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So, so we're talking on, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm not going to give them a free plug. However, <laughs> it, uh, it sounds like, uh, you know, uh, Plenty of flesh. <laughs> it rhymes with that. <laughs> so we're that's, talking on nice, there, nice and you know, sound love on there because that, that's, that's a get the draws type site. But go ahead, right? Um, yeah, if they want to sponsor this podcast, I'm totally cool with it. Uh, but uh, that being said, so we're talking, you know, and we're texting, and um, at the time I worked as like a plain clothes security guard for. Uh, a company like a little store so i pretended to shop all day and bust like shoplifters so i was looking really raggy because i was kind of trying to blend in because some days i dress nice some days i dress really ratty kind of you know keep people from recognizing me so here i am looking really ratty like you know i could probably oh pass off for like a you know a grunge rocker who was down on his luck and um she's like hey do you want to meet up and you know actually you know see each other and i was like well yeah but i'm you know i look really grungy i don't think this is you know i'm telling you and she's like no no it's fine don't even worry about it so i'm like oh okay you know and um I'm like well you know i'm really hungry do you want to go somewhere to eat and she's like oh sure you know where do you want to go and i'm like again being the least romantic person ever i'm like well you know where do you want to go and she's like oh you pick and i was like well how about we go to this restaurant you know that's asian food and so we go there and like again you know i've seen her pictures and she looked beautiful in her pictures okay mm -hmm. but see real life versus pictures like as soon as she walked out of her car i was like oh crap i am so out of my league so we go inside and she doesn't order anything so i'm sitting there shoveling food in my face we're talking i'm like are you sure you don't want anything you know i'll pay for it well come to find out she hates chinese food so I picked the one horrible restaurant that she she didn't want to eat at. Mm -hmm. And so we sit there, we talk and, you know, and then we're kind of like, oh, let's go, you know, talking, you know, her vehicle. And we talk for a while. And, um, you know, as as you can clearly tell, I'm such a smooth talker. But we we close out the night and we're like, you know, I'm like, hey, can I give you a hug? And, you know, she goes to hug me. Well, I shoulder check her in the face. Whoa. That's how nervous I was. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. So I get in my car and I was like, well, that was a nice first date. But there is definitely no way a second one is happening. But lo and behold, for some reason, you know, maybe it was her her poor judgment or something. I don't know at this <laughs> point. But, you know, she goes, hey, you know, let's go on a second date. And so and then from there, you know, it um the proposal wasn't much more romantic, you know, but, uh, you know, she, she was kind of in the same boat as me as, you know, she'd, um, we were, you know, both had been previously married, both had, you know, kids from previous marriage. So my two oldest were from her previous marriage. And then one of my kids I had from a previous marriage and it just, everything kind of just clicked in the place. Like it should, you know, it was a, it was kind of a God thing, even though at the time I wasn't really, following after god like i should he still you know him being gracious and graceful still blessed me with you know this this awesome family and my two oldest i'd love like they're my own so anyways yeah that that in a nutshell that to say that i am probably the least romantic person and so um if my wife is listening i love you thank you very much for putting up with me
<laughs> I gotta give a hand clap to that. that well, well great. thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. And you were giving me hope. I just posted something on uh, Facebook while you were talking about that, and I said to my soulmate, "I hope I still have a soul by the time you get here." So, like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, I think you do, and I think you know what. Eventually, your path's just gonna cross, and. You know, he he might just shoulder check you in the face too, and it'll be oh. love at first sight. So, it, like, I like. Well, let me tell you something. I'm a little, like I said, I'm a little ratchet. I like godly hood romantic type of guys. So yes, there we to go. The six, sixteen <laughs> people out there. You quite. I know, dude, I know hood dude when I see one. Okay, so if you out there, then that that works. So you have to be in Georgia, tip, preferably Atlanta. You can't be no Savannah, Georgia, no Columbus. Albany, Augusta, Wallace, yeah, you definitely, yeah, definitely don't go for those guys in Columbus. That's next to Fort Benning. They're probably military guys. Those guys are all jerks. So you know, oh, don't don't they have money? <laughs> no money. Well, it, shoot for an officer. They they got the money. So oh, okay, are they gonna call me? Are they gonna be calling me, ma'am, and making sure I make up my bed? Like, I, let me tell you something. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna I'm gonna, before we end this, I'm gonna keep it real with you. I can do everything, okay, in the house. I will clean up the entire house. I just cannot make up my bed. Hey, they they can cover that. In boot camp, they are properly trained how to make – they can at least do that for you. Okay, good. I mean, I know how to make up my bed. I just I just don't just don't like it. I just don't like it. <laughs> well, for me, it was always like I'm getting back in this thing, so what's the point? But, you know – you. I digress. So thank you so much for having me. I did. I, I enjoyed my time. Love to have you back on. I'd love to, you know, if you have a, you're like, Hey, I need a guest who's got half a brain. You can always reach out to me. And um, just so everybody who is listening, where can they find you? What, um, you know, social media or podcast or whatever you want to plug. All right. So Instagram is the Kendra Crump show. So D is in the K Y N D R. C-R-U-M-P show, S-H-O-W. Not with no money sign. You adults need to stop putting money sign replacement of the S, okay? Y'all are saying, y'all about as bad as people who text you day, dad, this and them and still throw up the middle fingers and pictures. Grow up. Um, <laughs> my YouTube is Kendra Crump, K-Y-N-D-R-A space C-R-U-M as in Mary P's and Paul. Um, and my podcast, which you will be on at some point, is called the Kendra Crump Show Podcast. Same as my Instagram name, and I definitely appreciate you coming on. Hey, I appreciate and having you. Thank you and for showing you up. Much. Some people don't even show up. They be like, "Hey, I'll, I'll be there," and I'm like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> well, well, know. thank you for my, you know, me being a little bit tardy. You know, I was I was hurting cats well children but it's like hurting cats but thank you so much thank you for your time and taking time out to come on the show all right take care now have a good one all right you too okay so we're going to recap everything that has happened thus far so if you haven't gotten up to date or are current on the episodes you may want to skip this portion because it'll have some spoilers chapter one uh, we are introduced to the main character, Yulium, who has just returned home from war to find out that the home, state of his home country is not the greatest, and he ends up getting consigned into being a guard for a caravan 
um, in order to get his way back home. Uh, the caravan is headed to Salt Lake City. We're introduced to Rodriguez, his best friend that he served with in the war. We're also introduced to Finnegan, Leslie, who's the lead teamster of the caravan, Douglas, his right-hand man. They get into a bar fight when they try to go somewhere for the night to eat. That's where we meet Balaam, the dark-hooded utopian. Chapter 2 is where they get into a fight. They're outside. They end up meeting the, a bigger group of utopians. If it's not for Douglas saving them, they may have been killed. We find out that the Utopians are riding in the city and the city is falling apart and that Leslie has decided it's time to get out of there. So Douglas and the boys go to the hotel to gather up everyone. We then meet Rebecca and Jacob and Lilith, the Finleys. Um, Rebecca and Jacob are twin brother and sister. Lilith's their adopted sister. They pack up and head to the oil yard. Chapter three is from the oil yard. There are loading up their steam tractors which is like a cross between a train and a steam locomotive did i say a train and a steam locomotive well duh a steam locomotive and a semi they then try to make their you know their escape uh run into several groups of utopians and have to fight them off one group that they run into has some red cloaked figures lead, seem to be in charge and are throwing members of city government onto a giant fire gate barely because Rebecca who has the ability to mold and cause metal to move as long as she's touching it powers the broken steam tractor out of the city and she collapses from exhaustion chapter four things are kind of calm they're recuperating fixing the steam tractors Rebecca and Yulian kind of have a little bit of a romantic moment for a bit until Lilith comes in asking about dreams and about Yulian's faith and why he's you know why his faith has gone cold chapter five um, well, end of chapter four, they go and they are now currently in Lapis. Um, and that's where they find out something's going on. Chapter five, we find out that there's monsters lurking about. We're introduced to Agent Miller, who's uh, an agent for the government that there's that is there investigating what is going on. They then go uh, back outside to sh try to shut down stuff, take some stuff inside, and Uliam and... Lilith, Rebecca, and Finnegan, with, along with Lincoln, who is the brother of Leslie, take the horses to the stable. That's where they run into one of the monsters. And then they all kind of share a moment in there. We find out a little bit about Bullguard. Chapter 6, um, Lincoln and... Oh, and the end of chapter 5, Lincoln and William uh, decide to make a run for it after... Rodriguez and Douglas come in find them chapter six they encounter the cloaked monster that urges them to leave after sunrise because they don't want to encounter the monster's brother Rebecca asks Yulium to give her basically the tell between you know what happened in Volgard and then Agent Miller forces Leslie to allow the use of some of his men at the end there and then chapter 7, hopefully you just listen to it so I won't recap it. But that is kind of the little things thus far. Things to kind of pay attention to, little subplot points and stuff like that. Uh, the Utopian's medallion, we find that out, you know, when they're fighting Balaam. Remember, Rodriguez has a hidden Prussian pistol with one shot in it. 
Denleys are keeping a low profile for some reason. We are introduced to Faux Foods and what's going on with that. Just some organizations to remember. You've got the Office of Interior Defense, the OID. You've got the Office of Magic and Anomaly. We've got the Office of Magic and Anomaly, which is what Miller is representative of. Let's see, some other little things to try to remember. Oh, and Yulian does have his dream. The Strange Dream, and I believe it was chapter 6 or 5, that's going to also come back. So these are all things that will eventually come back into play. Um, I'm trying to put little seeds of stuff that will eventually turn into something. So pay attention to little details. Sometimes I put something in there and then you might be like, why is it in there? Well, that's why, because it's later going to play into the story. That's a recap of what's happened thus far. Thank you for listening to my rambling, and on to the next thing. Alright, so this is going to be a preview of part of the season's finale that I am currently working on. I'm going to give you a little, just a tiny bit to listen to, keep you intrigued. A large husky man spoke up besides Miguel. Sir, that'll take longer. We are running out of time and out of daylight, and some of the men are already showing symptoms of the disease. Already, who knows how long they have until we break into fever. The rash is already starting on the back of my neck too, Sergeant Cooper. I'm well aware of the time crunch we are facing. The LT nervously scratched at his neck. He let out a long sigh and said, We will push through the woods, check all who have symptoms. If they have a fever, we'll send them back to the camp. After peeling off five men and one NCO, the platoon pushed on through the trees and the brush. Men cussed quietly as scrapes and scratches littered the exposed skin as the forest fought them tooth and nail from making their way through. After a long 45 minutes, they busted through into a lush, beautiful valley that was covered vastly in emerald. A small string ran through the middle, providing a calm song to the ears of the men. Birds chirped and sang as they flew overhead. The sun hit in a way as if to say, stay a while. Then it was back into the woods and the thick, violent brush again. That's when the sound of a strange buzzing struck their eardrums. It started off as a mere vibration that filled the air and then passed into their ears. As each of the soldiers marched on, the vibration transformed into some ominous droning that scraped the inside of their skulls. The sound then was all of a sudden upon them. Millions of flies, both large and small, flew through the air so thick that one could only breathe through the nose, or else risk inhaling the nasty little beasts. Rodriguez swatted as he yelled out loud enough to wake the dead. What the actual? Hey, over here. Yulium cut off his friend. As the men climbed the small hill, their eyes followed Yulium's trembling finger. There, at the bottom of the hill, was the source of flies, a large scar of a hole cut through the bottom of the hill. The smell of sour potatoes, rotten eggs, and copper invaded the nostrils of all who looked down at the piles of naked bodies. Men, women, and children were tangled in a disgusting ball of pale, rotting flesh. Arms and legs stuck out as if to reach for one last breath of air before being covered by the grave. Dead eyes looked every which way, locked in a look of forever terror. Flies crawled upon open eyes, in and out of gaping, twisted mouths as they buzzed happily into the air. What the actual hell? 
Rodriguez called out loud enough again to be overheard by the black buzzing dots in the air. Who are they? The LT pulled a cloth out and tied it around his face in an effort to keep the smell and the flies out. Maybe they're the town's people? That one right there, Miguel pointed at a lengthy black man who could not be more than 30 years old. He, unlike the rest, was clothed in a blood-stained UPC uniform. That looks like our scout, Sergeant Franks. What the actual hell? Rodriguez repeated himself louder this time. What the hell is going on? It looks like we've been duped. The LT turned around and walked back down the hill. This has been A Better Utopia, an audiobook podcast. Well, usually an audiobook podcast. However, we kind of took a little break from it. So, send me an email or message me on Facebook and let me know, hey, do you guys like these specials? Should we keep doing them in the future? Anyway, catch our next episode, January 3rd, where we will continue the story of Sergeant William Dunn. Thank you guys for listening.